what are the crucial skills for a modern HR professional? In the workplace, it now seems you need everything from commercial awareness, influencing skills, through to data analytics. So let's discover what are the key competencies you need to develop to be the full stack HR professional. Welcome to Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. I'm Natal Dank. And I'm Tom Hack. And we explore the latest hot topics and business challenges impacting the people side of organizations. Stick around to the end for our practical top tip. And if you like this discussion, please subscribe. Okay, Tom, we're going to explore what makes the modern HR professional and look at the key competencies someone that's trying to get into this job would need to develop and also how could someone start to progress their career in HR through to being a HR leader. But let's think, first of all, how do people need to make an impact in this sort of modern business world? So much change going on. Organisations are really evolving quite rapidly. and It's been a big topic of our episodes. So what do you think? What's the most important competencies for a HR professional to have impact and be effective in today's marketplace? Yeah, so I think we should be a little bit careful not to talk too much about DHR professional uh, because I, I think DHR professional does not exist. And we have talked earlier about HR going to be split in HR operations, uh, the strategy advisory part and the people success part. And all those parts, of course, require different skills. But there are, of course, some basic competency skills you expect of every HR professional. And I I'll give you some. One is a real good interest and knowledge. You could even say passion for the organization and the clients of the organization. A real deep understanding. That's everywhere important. Secondly, it's about methodology. You should know your methodology basics and your analytics basics. That's important in every job. Three, agile methodologies. And that's, that's your yeah. area, but the combination of agile and design thinking, I think every HR professional needs that in her or his basket. For a good understanding of technology. Technology is a driver of, of, of the transformation and you should not stand on the side and say, yeah, technology, that's, that is not my area. No, you should be able to understand technology and be able to ask the right questions. So those are top of mind four elements I would expect in every HR professional. And when you say knowing the client, you mean sort of the end customer of an organization. So the either the person that buys the products and services of the organization, or if it's a community organization, the one that uses the services. Absolutely. The end client. So not the internal client, but the external client, because often the distance between HR and the final clients of the organization is too far away. And that's can result in too inward looking, too much looking at HR and not considering for everything, hey, but what are the benefits for the client? Why are we doing exactly. this? I think Why that's are we very doing important. This, yeah. Why are we doing exactly. this? I often talk about this idea of HR needs to help people be great in their job. So then you see value flow through the business to that end customer. And so, and we need to understand that value stream, don't we? That Absolutely. flow Absolutely. through the business. Yeah. 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 
Great. So I totally agree with you. Definitely know your customer. I also uh, connect that through to having a product mindset, so yeah. understanding how to actually develop great products yeah. and services, both in the business but also for your people. Very much agree around that sort of basics of data analytics, knowing your tech, and, yes, drawing on agile methodology, of course. Um, I would have that in my mix. And then I think there's a bit around this sort of organisational design and development. So getting a sense of how do you start to build organizations uh, for the you know yeah. for the different business contexts in which you operate. I'm getting a sense here that there's some core competencies that go across all sort of roles in HR. And then there would be different areas that or a particular kind of specialist areas that you might take up through your career. Um, but a lot of this links into this term, the full stack, and this comes from software development, where if someone can work across both the front end and back end of software development, they're considered the full stack professional. So I was wondering, if you took this concept into the world of HR, people and culture, does this mean perhaps the end of this old split that we had of the generalist, which was sort of more front of house, you know, consulting, uh, working with the business, and then the specialist, which was considered years ago more back of house, you know, you did the designing and um, the developing that would then be sort of implemented out through the, the generalist roles. Is Do we see an end of that um, going forward now in the HR profession? Yeah, I have some objection against the term the full stack, eh? because that, <laughs> that kind of, you know, yeah, you, uh, if you don't have the full stack, well, you, you can't be a good HR professional. And I, I, uh, I don't know. Eh? So True, even with a bit limiting. Yeah. <laughs> even a, a with a little bit of the stack, but, <laughs> you, you can do a good job. But I think it's both. Eh? So mm -hmm. you need to know all kinds of different disciplines, but it also helps if you have depths. Because yeah. just being a generalist, that doesn't help either. An old boss of me always said, he was Australian, by the way, uh, he said uh, something like, uh, involved in everything, but responsible for nothing. And yes. that's the kind <laughs> of the, the ideal generalist uh, role. And then you get to your T profile, basically saying, well, uh, you know many elements of the stack, but you also have depths. And because yes. with depths, uh, you can add a lot of value to the organization. And do you see that those depths are the ones that we have known for a while in HR? What what are sort of some of the key ones that come to mind for you? It's also a little bit related to those three elements I mentioned, because, for example, depths can be operational excellence, knowing what service means to people yes. in the organization. So efficiency, yeah. service, hospitality, that could be one yeah. of those uh, elements. Another one is yeah. really being kind of empathic, understanding yes. people, being able to yeah. relate people, being able to coach people. That could be one of those elements. Another mm. one is really the, yeah, you could say the architectural skills, depths yes. in architecture. Uh, because yeah. I know my tools, but I can really create something fantastic with that. But yes. it's also, of course, recruitment, comp and ban, it's organizational design, it's learning and development. So those elements, let's not forget them. Exactly. Because I think uh, you will need to use some of those skills in each of those three areas as yeah. well, won't you?
I would like to now move to the competencies and the skills, the behaviours that a HR professional needs to start to be mindful of to develop ideally strategically over time if they want to become a HR leader. Yeah. And you yourself has been a, a HR director. So what do you think is really important um, for someone that wants to ultimately move into that chief people space? Today, I would say most CHROs are in fact head of people operations. And that I think is a different job. Head of people operations is a different job than the real CHRO role. So that's one element. I think two things are most important. One is back to really being very close to the organization and the business. Understanding what do we want? Where do we want to go? Because then you can start to think about how can we contribute from a people organization perspective. Mm -hmm. Secondly, as and I, I call them often HR architects, it's knowing your material. You should have an in-depth knowledge of all the possible building blocks of an impactful HR strategy. An architect knows all those materials and knows what works, yes. what does not work. So that's the second element. Yeah. The third element is probably, because if you have both of that, you are still probably not able to really have impact because you mm -hmm. have to be able to influence the organization. Yes. You have to be able to influence your team. That's probably the easiest part. You have to be able to influence the, the wide people who are connected to the organization. And you have to work with the people in charge, the top of the organization, influence them, yeah. have impact there, stand for what you, yeah, what you want. And that's often mm -hmm. a difficult part. That leads to the fourth element. That is, you have to also to be independent. You have to be independent because if you're independent, then you can really add value. And if you make mm. yourself too dependent, for example, of your boss or your bosses, yeah, then you become vulnerable and you, you cannot be totally effective. Yeah. So that ability to speak out, question decisions, be that objective voice, uh, the advocate for the for the employee in the in the organization. Is that what you mean? Yeah, the advocate for the employee, but also the advocate for the profession, for example. So, so yeah, bringing saying, saying, well, yeah. we have learned some things in, for example, mm. social sciences. That, that mm -hmm. Some things don't work. Yeah. Yes. So so you, you, you have to stand also for your profession, but advocate yeah. of the people is becoming more and more important. We've talked about that earlier as well, that the element of ethical leadership saying, well, yes. some things yes. and we have to contribute. What are we contributing to make the world a better place? How do we make yeah. sure the lives of people in our organization and the lives of people outside the organization are becoming better? So it, it's a, it's a yeah. huge role, super important role. Okay, so four key areas to, to focus on. One is essentially know your business context, understand what's going on in your business, then understand the materials that you have to work with. So I like that's that, again, that's that being the architecture. So what are all the different tools in the toolbox that you can draw on at any time to build the solution? Influencing skills. And then that also kind of relates a bit to this idea of being an independent voice. So so I think that's really interesting. So if we think about developing that over time, that really touches into all the kind of skills and competencies we've already talked about, other than maybe just pulling out this sort of consulting skills, this influencing skills, this sort of developing your personal brand and impact, perhaps a bit more than the others. What do you think? You have to develop those from the beginning. 
because your consulting skills are important everywhere. And it the, is, and the it? ability yeah. to influence people as well. It's about building relationships so much in, in HR, isn't it? Yeah, building that network. Thank you so much for the discussion today, Tom. That was really insightful and always great to hear from someone that has uh, been in many of these roles themselves uh, and can talk from experience. So Tom talked about the T-shape and that will be our practical tip. How do you start to develop your T-shape specifically in HR? So the horizontal is your general capability and then the vertical is your deep specialism. So how about going around it like this? Let's look at the horizontal first. Can I get you to identify one general capability that you already have? It might be good commercial awareness. It could be good influencing skills. It might be good at consulting. So recognize one general capability that you already have. Now let's recognize a specialism. So this could be something like learning and development or talent and recruitment. So identify that deep specialism. Now let's think about developing this T-shape and think of one general capability you would like to develop further. So this might be agile tools and mindset. This might be building a product mindset. This might be actually, I think I need to get better at building my network and building relationships. What is a general capability that's really gonna take your skills and your impact to the next level and really start to move you forward as a great modern HR professional? Thanks for your time today. This was Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. If you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Thank you.